You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm your host, Latasha. You can find me at the Latasha James on Instagram and Twitter. Love it if you came over and said what's up. And today we are talking about the art of the side hustle. Now, if you tuned into last week's podcast, you will know that I spent a lot of time side hustling. I am a full-time business owner now. I work completely for myself. However, you know, I spent put in a lot of years working way, chipping away at this this hustle after coming home from my nine to five. The truth is I am not an overnight success story, not even close. And here's the thing, most of you will not be either. And I don't say that to be negative. I know that there are lots of amazing, fantastic people who do have this, you know, crazy overnight growth and they teach that and they do well at that, but I am not that person. And there is nothing wrong with that. I just wanna say that. There is actually a Twitter thread that I'm gonna post in the uh, description box in the show notes posted by Alex Lieberman. He is the CEO of Morning Brew and he talks about this pattern of growth, which most creators and business owners experience. And he calls it the, balloon effect. It's a really interesting thread. If you're feeling negative, if you're feeling down about why isn't success happening to me? Why have I been spending so much time growing this business when it seems like it's happening overnight for other people? So definitely check that out. It'll be linked down below. So with that said, I want to talk about some things that you can do to speed up the process of transitioning over to a full-time job from a side hustle or just making your side hustle a you know successful one, whatever your version of that is. All right, so the first step I have for you if you are side hustling, this really needs to come first and I find that this is actually something that a lot of us end up doing last. So we gotta change that narrative first of all. It's you need to make an exit plan. So I want you to sit down and think to yourself, what is success to me? Like when my side hustle reaches a certain milestone, like revenue milestone, client milestone, is it gonna be when I have a certain number saved in the bank for my emergency fund? What is that going to be? And of course you can change your mind. Like, duh, I talked about in last week's episode that I changed my mind a bunch. So it's totally okay to do that. but. I want you to have some kind of an idea in your mind so that you're not just kind of like floating around without a purpose in the world. Now, of course, this is when you start to get serious about your side hustle. If you're just kind of dabbling, selling stuff on Etsy and, you know, trying some freelancing here and there and you don't know what your plan is for a side hustle yet, of course, figure that out first. But once you're solidly in this, make an exit plan. Your exit plan should include the following. It should include an emergency fund. How are you going to save that emergency fund? How much is that emergency fund going to be? And to determine those things, you need to know what your expenses are and what your cost of living is. And I would recommend saving no less than six months in your emergency fund, maybe even a year as we saw this past year and into the future even, it's very uncertain and a very strange time in the world. So who knows what's gonna happen? So I think the more the better. If you can do six to 12 months expenses, I think you will be feeling really confident going into full-time freelancing. And also think about your business budget. 
I think this is another thing we often forget about is once you quit your job, you're gonna have a whole new set of expenses that you need to think about. You might have rent if you're gonna do a, you know, a, a brick and mortar type business. Even if you don't have brick and mortar, you might need a co-working space or some type of an office space or to move into a bigger apartment. That's what I did. I moved into a bigger apartment because I needed space working from home full time. Uh, so think about all those things, tools, resources that you're gonna need to pay for. I do have an, a video all about how much it costs me to run my business. So I'll definitely link that if you're curious and you want to just kind of get an idea of what someone in my industry spends. Now, now, tip number two is start blocking your calendar now. I blocked like every hour of my life when I was side hustling. I don't do such intense calendar blocking anymore. I do block my calendar to some extent, but like I allow myself to go off the grid a little bit, if you know what I mean. But when I was side hustling, I really had a plan for every hour of my day. It was very rigid and I had to do that to make sure that I got all of the things on my to-do list done. So I just use Google Calendar. I have a video on this as well if you wanna see like how I do it, but I'm sure a lot of you know how to do it already, if not linked in the uh, show notes. But basically you will just say, okay, I'm gonna wake up. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to be at work from nine to five, add in your commute time, you know, eight to nine and five to six or whatever the case may be. And then what's what I'm going to do at six. Am I going to make dinner as soon as I walk in the door or am I going to take a call? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? That really, really helped me. It doesn't necessarily matter what the pattern is inside of it, but just having a solid plan so you know what you're doing helped me so, so much with my relationships, for example. I could always just communicate with my partner, with my friends, with my family. Hey, uh, six to seven is my dinner time, can we meet up after that? Or six to seven is my call time or whatever it is that you have planned. It just really, really helped me out. And if you are stuck on this and you don't know how much time something is gonna take you, start tracking your time. You know, Track your time for a week or two and then go ahead and start mapping out your schedule moving forward with calendar blocks once you know kind of on average how much something takes you. I find that it really just makes me more efficient. When I have a block, I'm like, okay, I have this hour to work on something and then I get it done as opposed to if I leave the whole day, it'll take me the whole day. Or if I try to rush and do it in 15 minutes, I get stressed and I, I can't do it. So try it. I'm telling you, it really helps. Now, here's another tip I don't hear a lot when we talk about side hustles, and that's outsourcing. I think a lot of times, I don't know what this is in our brains, because I certainly went through this myself. I felt like I needed to just make as much money with my side hustle as I possibly could so that, you know, it could be a sustainable business and, and it could be profitable and I could do this forever, which is good. Don't get me wrong. You want to be profitable. You don't want to spend every single thing that you make and then some and go into debt with your business. But you have a day job, which hopefully is taking care of your day-to-day -day expenses, right? Um, you don't need that money necessarily. And so what that likely means is any additional income that you're bringing in through the business is exactly that. It's additional. So you actually are in a better position than a lot of full-time business owners who might be just kind of scraping by month by month. You actually are making you know, you have this, this engine, you have this day job, which can help you fuel your business and give you a jump start. So while on average, I talked about this in the episode about outsourcing or hiring, uh, an average, I would say don't go over 20, 30% for salaries. 
If you're side hustling, I think depending on the situation, you can actually go a little bit above that. Obviously being mindful about being profitable and of course trying to make money. Um, but if you have your exit plan built out, you know, hey, I, I don't plan to leave this day job for another two years. I wanna have this amount in my bank account before I leave anyway. And you're not gonna feel that pressure to like hoard as much of your business money as you once were before. So being really smart about outsourcing can make you a whole lot of money. I mean, if it takes you two months to build a website, which is about what I'm on right now, I'm redoing my website and it's been taking me about two months. If I didn't have, you know, five days a week to work on that, outsourcing that would just be the smarter financial investment because I could have spent that two months working one-on-one -on -one with a client and earning that back and then some. If you have a hard time managing your inbox or managing your emails or generating leads, one of the first hires actually that I made when I was still working full-time was a salesperson. I was really uncomfortable with sales at that point and I also just didn't have the time to go to these events and to go visit people at their offices because I was at my office. So I hired someone to do sales for me and that ROI was good. You know what I mean? I mean, I was paying them a little bit, but they were bringing me three, four clients a month. And it's funny because I actually, you know, again, I talked about this in the last episode, but I was running this full agency while I was still working full time. So I always think it's a funny, a funny uh, thing to talk about of, oh, I've been full time in my business this long because it feels like I've been full time a lot longer if I'm being honest. Okay, on that same note, be picky. This is another mistake that I think a lot of us make. Again, we just try to like hoard clients, hoard money because we wanna prove that we can do this full time. Again, mind that exit plan. You know, you don't need to rush it. If it happens, of course, if you sign a $100,000 contract, you know, put in that two weeks and peace out. But for most of us, this balloon effect, that's not what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a slow linear growth pattern. And so you can be intentional with what you're doing and grow at a speed that is comfortable and you can really be picky. And being picky is important for a couple of reasons. One, it can help you solidify your niche. So if I say I wanna work with um, financial services companies and I'm taking like, restaurants and beauty brands and influencers and, and no financial service companies, when I do finally go full-time, I'm basically gonna be starting from scratch at establishing myself in that niche. And if I got myself overloaded by those other type of clients and then the perfect client came along, the ideal client came along and I was too busy to take them, that's not a good feeling. And I have been there and it is really not fun. So definitely be picky. You know, obviously we gotta start somewhere Portfolio projects are a thing. If you have had zero clients ever, of course, take a, a short term, maybe a little bit lower paying client just to get your kind of feet wet. But once you start to establish yourself, don't just take on anybody, really be intentional. Okay, so let's talk about time. I know a lot of side hustlers, myself included, back when I was doing this, felt like we just didn't have enough hours in the day. And if only I had more time, I would be full time. You know, I would be running this thing and it would have a, a smooth ship, a profitable business. And yes, that is definitely real to some extent. You are only working with what, maybe four or five hours a day at best. So of course, you're probably gonna get a little bit less done than somebody like me who does have all day to really invest in the business. But at the same time, there are studies out there that show how much we actually work in an eight hour workday. 
And they're a little bit shocking sometimes. I think it's like a couple of hours um, that we actually are, are doing productive work. So keep that in mind. Try to reframe your mindset. And instead of saying, oh, I only have three, four hours a day to work on my business, say, wow, I have a whole half of a day to work on my business. Or I have three, four productive hours that I can work on my business. And even just saying that and having that little mental shift can really help you have a little bit of gratitude for the extra time that you do have. And you know, not be so down on yourself about, oh, well, if only I had this, if only I had that. No, there are also things that you can do to make the most of your time. A couple of things that I did when I was side hustling, I would take morning calls pretty regularly. Now I did have clients over in Europe. So that worked out because 6am my time was like 11am their time or something like that. So it worked out perfectly. Actually, I would wake up, get on a meeting and then go to work. And then when I got home, I could just go into work mode for that client instead of having to then have more meetings, which then, you know, you got the homework to do after the meetings and it's like this whole thing. So I really got on a schedule of doing that regularly. I think we had a regular team meeting at least once a week that was at six or 7 a.m. And then every other day during the week that I didn't have a meeting, I would try to do something educational on my drive to work. So I got really into Amy Porterfield's podcast when I was side hustling. I listened to like every freelance podcast out there when I was thinking about going full time. And that is investing in your business. You know, it is investing in yourself by educating yourself. That's something that is a part of being a business owner. I want to let you know, like I still dedicate hours. I'm a part of many masterminds and, and educational groups and coaching and everything like that. So I still invest that time in myself. And then on the way home, I would sometimes also take a call if I wanted to, or, you know, just listen to a podcast or something like that. So there is a lot that you can do there. My challenge to you, if you feel like you just don't have enough time is wake up an hour earlier. And I know that's not fun. I am not a morning person. So this was hard for me, but I really did force myself to do that. I would wake up 45 minutes to an hour earlier than my normal wake up time when I was side hustling. And just that one hour, like I said, I mean, I got so much done meetings and planning and journaling and learning and education and so many things. With that said, though, I also want you to be okay with doing what you can. Again, I think we can get really down on ourselves and we're like, oh, if only I had like more time and like, you know, compare ourselves to these people who are full time or who maybe do have a giant team, even if they are side hustling or whatever the case may be, or maybe they just have more energy than you. I mean, I think we need to be okay with the fact that we all have different natural gifts as well. I know it's not necessarily fun to to acknowledge, but we all do have different superpowers. Some people just naturally have more energy and can stay up later and get by on, on less sleep than other people. Some people have children. Some people don't. Some people have sick parents. You know, there's so many different things that make our productivity levels different. So acknowledge where you are in life where I, whatever that is and be okay with what you have to give your business. If you can realistically say, you know what? I have 5 hours a week to invest in my business. That's 1 hour a business day or maybe it's 2.5 hours each weekend day, whatever is comfortable for you. Be real with yourself and say, okay, I have five hours. Instead of saying, let me compare myself to Latasha, who's been doing this for several, several years, has people who help her, is doing this full time. You're going to just feel 
crappy. Like you're not going to feel good about yourself if you do that. So budget that time and then do what you can with it. If you really just have five hours a week, then focus on the revenue generating activities first. And this is for anybody, regardless of, I still follow this, this rule for the most part, work on the things that are going to get you paid first and foremost. So maybe you need a website update, but if you only got five hours that week and you also have a client project due, which you're going to get paid for once you submit that, you need to work on that client project. You can work on the website, you know, when you get some extra hours or again, going back to outsourcing, maybe that's something that just makes more sense for you to actually outsource. So you can continue working on the things that you need to be present in the business for. It's funny because I was watching some of my old videos when I was side hustling and like the lighting was so bad in a lot of my videos. And I mean, a lot of that was just me getting more knowledgeable and more skilled at videos. But a lot of it was also that I was recording videos at like seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. And that's just when I could do them. I would have loved to wait for that perfect golden hour or, you know, that perfect overcast day, uh, you know, afternoon time to film a video, but it was either you film it at night with some bad artificial lighting or you don't film at all. And so you're going to need to get okay with imperfection as well. You know, obviously you want to do the best quality work as possible for your clients, but when it comes to like building your own personal brand, when it comes to building your website and putting together lead magnets and creating content, if you want to do that, you're going to need to be okay with being imperfect. It's probably not going to be perfect for a number of reasons. One, because you're still learning, but two, because you're, you're going to be doing things quickly. You're going to be putting things together when you have time. So again, just be okay with doing what you can do and get it out there because looking at that video that I was referencing that had the terrible lighting, it had like 15,000 views. I mean, granted it's a few years old now, but what if I didn't make that video? What if I said, Oh, it's dark out. Like the video looks bad. I give up. You know, a lot of people were introduced to me that way and are still consuming my content, have become clients, etc. that way. Okay, so the last tip that I wanna give you today is about your network and opportunities. I want you to really leverage your network and take opportunities at your day job if it's at all relevant, or even if it's not, let me explain. So don't burn bridges is basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, You know, I think it's easy for us to say, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get out of this place. Like this place is awful, whatever, when we're in the moment. But number one, I learned so much at all of my different day jobs. And number two, I really am friendly with at least one person from each of my previous jobs. And I know that they're there if I ever do need a reference or, you know, they're pushing people my way if they hear of people who would would fit my ideal client and, and just kind of always looking out. So I think it is important to really maintain those relationships as best as you can. And of course, if your day job is related to your side hustle, take as many opportunities as you can. At my last day job, I did a lot of speaking. I like always volunteered to do extra things, do extra trainings with executive leadership to go offsite. I I spoke at like a really big conference center here on behalf of my employer. I got involved with some charity projects there. And one again, made like really good connections, but also really developed an area that I, I wanted to very badly. I was actually quite a weak public speaker, I think. And that's something that I use 
all the time for my my now business. So take those extra opportunities. I would always volunteer to do extra projects that weren't within my job description. You know, I first got hired as a community manager, so I was basically supposed to just re- reply to tweets and stuff and, and, you know, post social media posts. But I was like, no, I want to learn ads. I want to design stuff. I want to, you know, leverage my video skills and always volunteering for extra things. You know, it, it really will help you so that you are better equipped in your business. Because here's the thing, when you're in a business, you don't have that whole team. You don't have that whole marketing team to do the web stuff and to do the copywriting and to do the ads as the sole social media manager. That was my job now. So I wanted to learn it for my business and also to be a good team player so that my previous employers and colleagues would look fondly upon me and remember me as somebody who always wanted to help and therefore will want to help me or at least be nice to me as I enter this new phase of my career. So I hope that this was helpful. I get questions all the time about side hustling and hey, I am proof that you can do it and you can get to the point where you leave successfully on your terms and feel really confident and comfortable with the decision and don't have to feel like you are terrified to take that leap. I didn't. I felt secure because I followed all of these steps and I really was building a sustainable, profitable business before I decided to quit my job. I wasn't just diving off into the unknown. So it's definitely possible. And I hope that this helped you. And on a personal note, there have been a couple of people on Instagram and in my comments that have asked about our wedding planning. So I decided to start a wedding planning series on my second channel. So the first episode of that is going to go live tomorrow morning, I believe. So if you want to subscribe to that, channel. If you're at all interested, you can go ahead and click the link in the show notes and description box and there should be a video up tomorrow. So anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you next week for a new video podcast and all of the things that I do around here. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com slash contact. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.